welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. No, we were not here with you last weekend. We decided to wait until the Champions League match occurred. And uh, no, we did not want to talk about a 1-0 defeat. Wrong decision. Wrong decision. Well, we didn't want to talk about 1-0 defeat to Wolves, but do we want to talk about a 2-0 result to Real Madrid? No, we do not. We, we don't want to do that either. But yet, here we are, and this is the season that Chelsea has had all year. We're used to it by now, as we've been saying on these last few podcasts since it's been brought back. And, um, you know, technically, Todd Bowley said before the match today, when he was questioned by a reporter, he asked for a, a scoreline in today's match. And Bully said 3-0, and I'm not going to lie, the guy was pretty freaking close. I mean, one more goal, and yeah, Chelsea would have lost 3-0. So, congrats, Todd. Uh, you did your part there. Almost had a score prediction right. And Alfreal got one more goal in there. Uh, your score prediction would have been 100% accurate. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't, though. Chelsea played with 10 men for most of the second half. Uh, we had Benzema getting that first goal. Who else would it have been in the 21st minute? And, uh, you know, Alex and I were watching this first half together. And once um, Benzema scored that goal, Alex, you know, immediately what I said. I said, that's one more to come. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, as, you know, once Choa went off, it was pretty easy to play against a 10-man squad. And I don't think anyone believed, even Chelsea fans like us, that down a man, they were going to come back. And uh, at least not the game up at once, let alone take the lead and make it 2-1 Chelsea. So without further ado, my name is Josh, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, and I will throw it to them for their reactions to this match. I mean, I'll just start, I guess. I wish I could say I would be um, like mad or disappointed, but I'm really not at this point. I'm just kind of numb. I'm at the point where I just expect it because the last time I've been happy about a win, slash, I mean, not even, not even a win, just any game in general, and I've been excited to watch them has been... I can't remember, maybe even last season, perhaps. It just hasn't been very fun. And, I mean, it. I don't think anybody realistically, realistically came into this game thinking we were going to win. And if we were, it was going to be 1-0 all the way. So as soon as you saw, like you said, Josh Benzema scoring the first goal, you immediately like, okay, game's over. They're scoring more, no doubt about it. And then Showo getting sent off, I mean, that was just... And it's you can't even say the nail in the coffin because that happened... 30 minutes prior but I mean that just solidified solidified and then I mean it also probably solidifies second leg too because now he obviously Chilwell can't play which means we're going to end up being stuck with Cucurella playing out there who arguably was at fault for the red card to begin with by deciding to let Rodrigo just run by him unmarked and have him a free pass through on goal which Chilwell then didn't have to take him down the way he did but he did decided to for some reason uh, I mean I don't even know what to say at this point I mean, I text right after the game. I texted Alex because I was like, "Are we really going to record after this?" Because I think I'm genuinely just going to sit here for the 20 minutes everyone else talks in silence because I don't know what to say. And there's not really much you can say. This is just Chelsea now. We're just bad. We're just not a good team. Up here, like, you know, I was actually thinking of doing a podcast where it's just cricket noises for 15 minutes and it's Chelsea versus Real Madrid recap, and then that's just I was, that would be more exciting than the game I just watched. To be honest, <laughs> that's more entertaining. It's. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've maybe I'll after I hear Alex say something, I can piggyback off of it. But for right now, the only thing I can really say is I'm glad we have Thiago Silva back, I guess, even though he's back for absolutely no reason because we have nothing left to play for. You know, he's wasting his career at this point. 
You know that meme that's like the there's no passion, there's no aggression, there's no whatever. Yeah, you've seen that meme right on TikTok. There is no passion, there is no vision, there is no aggression in this football club. Nope, you still didn't get it. There is no oh passion, my. there is no vision, there is no aggression, there is no effing mindset in this football club. Close enough. Okay, I feel like there's no need for that. I, I had it close enough. All right. Well, both of you were close enough. Let's just say that. And it, it's exactly that. There's no passion. There's no aggression. There's no mentality. There's nothing. It's humiliating to watch. It's humiliating to, you know, for anyone to watch. Um, it's it's tough out there with Keppa, you know, giving up goals and negative degree angles and, uh, you know, terrible defense, you know, terrible defensive organization, um, you know, red cards, just stupid decision there from Chilwell. No attacking threat whatsoever with Felix and Sterling just practically standing as lamp posts up front. It was just terrible. Um, and I like couldn't even bear to watch the last like five minutes. I just turned it off. I knew we weren't gonna score. Uh and I don't even know I you know, people were tweeting about this on on Twitter, obviously, where you do tweet. Like, why why do we even watch the rest of the season? There's it's pointless at at this at this point in time. It's just there's no reason to watch. None of the players who are younger and more developmental are not getting, you know, as much as much time. Like Matiuke is not getting any time. We're not seeing anything of Chukameka. We're not getting anything, um, you know, even of guys like Lewis Hall at this point where we should just be giving up. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but at this point, as long as we avoid ele- uh, relegation, I think that's the only thing. Uh, that's the only goal we have left here. And, for, you know, that's not even a guarantee if, Everton wins a whole bunch of their games and we lose a few more games, we could be in the relegation fight too. So it's just awful. Uh, it's painful to watch. It's just not the Chelsea I know, not the Chelsea I love. And it's uh, it's very difficult to be a Chelsea fan at this current moment. You know, Potter is gone, but my God, we need someone other than Lamps because he does not know how to manage a team. And that's been clear in his first uh, stint at Chelsea, and it's definitely clear in his second as well. I just want the Pep wannabe uh, Bruno Saltor back at this point. It can't be any worse than it is, because, I mean, the past two games, I what think a guy. We've, had, we've <laughs> at least, okay, I will say, against Liverpool, it looked that we had some semblance of a game plan, some semblance of actual tactics, but as soon as Lambert comes in, he just says, he just makes the lineup and just says, we're just vibing tonight, boys. Hopefully you guys can pull out a win, you know? The boys gave everything tonight. But the one thing I will say is he did have a good quote uh, post-game. I don't remember the exact one, but I think he said something similar to that our, uh, our players need to have more confidence in themselves because they are all good players, especially like going forward. I, I don't know the exact quote, uh, but it's something like that. Because every single time we tried to attack, as soon as there was not a wide-open one-on-one, we would just step on the ball, drag back, pass it all the way back, all the way to Kepa, and then would proceed to give it away because Real Madrid would then press us and we were incapable of playing at the back with any sort of pressure. And it's just sometimes I think the attackers have just decided that they aren't good in their mindset, which obviously, I mean, debatable whether they are good, but, you know, they have to have the mindset that they are and they're able to score goals. I don't blame them for thinking otherwise because of... I think I saw something saying like the last goal we scored was like 20 days ago and it was a penalty. I don't know the last time we've scored an actual open play goal. I mean, basically a lifetime ago at this point. But I do think most of, I mean, not even just our attack. I think every single one of our players has zero confidence right now. 
And so, like you said, Alex, I think it's time to just give up because all the players, all the players that aren't getting any game time here, all these players, they would actually go in into the lineup and actually take advantage of their opportunity, take advantage of their minutes and have some actual spirit because they will actually be fighting for something instead of all these players who are there right now. And like you said, uh, Felix and Sterling just standing up front like lampposts doing nothing. But then if we brought in, I don't know where the other Fofana went. He's just disappeared apparently. He bring him on, and he will not. He will at least do something instead of just standing there. But I have no idea at this point. Like you said, this is not the Chelsea I know. This is not the Chelsea I love. But it's what we've come to expect at this point. You know how they were showing like the pictures of the the like, corridor in the dressing room at Cobham. I wonder if that corridor is actually like a teleportation machine and so every guy who goes in it's like Fafana, Mariuke, you know Lewis Hall I think he might like is he even alive at this point like we don't even know like where are these people We've got so many players and I think one of the main things the main player who represents the current Chelsea situation right now is Reese James. Reese James has looked awful uh he's not looked I, I wouldn't say he's looked awful right but he's not looked up to the standard that he has set for himself. He's not looked like the best right back in the world like we know he is. He's looked like Trent defensively um, and as P going forward. Like it was just not good at all. I don't understand what's happening with him right now. And I think it's it's a lack of confidence like you mentioned, Peter. But it's really tough to watch a lot of these players who we've seen put up great performances in the past just really, really struggle um, You know, in this game in the past few games, obviously. And over this whole season... Uh, to be completely honest, and it's it's very, very frustrating. But I think the main thing that needs to be done this summer is we need to ship out some of these players because you're mentioning all these players that haven't even seen the light of day. They don't even get to uh, come out of the tunnel. They're actually stuck in the tunnel. There's not enough seats on the bench. Like We need to get offload some of these guys, whether that's loan um, you know, or selling them in the summer as well. And then one more thing I want to mention, Bowley being, you know, going out there and saying 3-0, in the beginning to the media, I get he might've been joking, but it's just not helpful at this time because it just makes everyone around the club look stupid. It makes him look stupid because everyone already thinks, Oh, he's dumb American. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Uh, he probably doesn't even know, um, you know, anything about football. So, and then you, you know, he does that and it's like kind of backing that up, that stereotype of him, which may be true. I have no idea, right? I don't know Todd Bowley personally, but I, I don't think, uh, that's who he truly is, and the fact that he did that and made that decision, I just felt like was a, a bad look in addition to the bad looks that we're seeing constantly on the pitch. Uh, don't worry, though. Uh, Hansborg Weiss, or whatever his name is, the co other co-owner, said uh, it was going to be 4-0, so it's not as bad, you know? So, dumb Swiss person instead of dumb American, so don't worry. But obviously, no one's going to focus on that yeah, because it's the dumb American. Uh, um, I just want to... Oh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Josh. No, no, no. You go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to transition, but if you're willing to transition, go Are ahead. Are transitioning please. to Mudrick? Peter, I don't think anyone is. Peter, wait a second. Yeah. Peter was going to transition? What is going on here? Whenever. This is a rare occasion. Once every, once every five months. It's insane. I was just going to say, because you, you mentioned his name briefly. I was not going to say Mudrick, even though that is. I mean, we kind of just said how all these players have not seen the light of day. They're stuck in the tunnel. Mudrick is one of them. But I was going to mention, like Alex said once, uh, Kepa. Uh... I think well, the better, the less said about him is probably the better. But I mean, I think, I mean, it's, I feel like we haven't ever had a time where we 
in maybe like two weeks every year where we're actually like, wow, Kepa looks like a good goalie. And every other time, I think no one in our fan base actually likes him. Respectfully, I don't like this is a strong word. Doesn't like, doesn't like this is a strong word. Peter, Peter's like, so everyone hates you respectfully. All right, okay. Likes you. Everyone hates his ability to actually stop a shot, which I think is fair to say because he is clearly incapable of doing that. I think every single, I think, I mean, it was there's that one point early in the season with Mendy where it was similar, where it was just every shot you were on the edge of your sheet, seat because you had no idea what was going to happen. And I mean, Kepa's, but Kepa's been like that the entire time he's been here. I mean, okay, this man got benched, what, like three years ago for Willy Caballero, and he's still our starting goalie, and no one, like, no one seems to care about that. It's just, I mean, I get the fact that we paid big money for him. It's also very funny because Courtois ended up making great saves today. Guess who we brought in to replace Courtois when he left? Oh, it's Kepa, you know? I was just wanting to hear your thoughts, Alex, on his, another brilliant performance from him today. And then Kappa also thinks he's like Ederson and can just ping balls around or Ter Stegen or something. Like, he can just ping the ball all around the pitch. He thinks he's KDB. That's what you texted me. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, he can, like, pass it either to one of the center backs or one of the, you know, wing backs here. But he's, like, trying to ping these cross-field balls. And every single time, they would just end up uh, at the chest of one of the Real Madrid players. It's just like, you're doing too much, buddy. Like, focus on just saving the ball first and then we could worry about everything else and it, you know that's just it's a lot of frustration with Keppa and a lot of its confidence right we knew Keppa well he initially struggled originally got benched because of his lack of confidence as well kind of gained his confidence back early on under Potter uh, and obviously now with the whole team lacking confidence he's lacked confidence as well but it's just awful every single player uh, is underperforming at the moment Obviously, there's clear issues with personnel as well because there's no clear number nine, and that's a main issue for you know scoring goals uh, usually. So, you know what we really need? Romelu Lukaku back in the summer, baby. Let's go. The return. He's going to save us in the championship. 50-goal season in the championship against Luton Town. Let's go. And I would say the best moment from today's match was the Connor Gallagher switch and Mason Mount, the double cardio switch. I really thought that was an inspirational change from Lampard. I really thought, you know, he was seeing, he was just like, we're not getting those kilometers in today. Let's switch it up here. And, uh, you know, Gallagher put in a shift, intense cardio workout, and, uh, you know, I was impressed. So, I, you know, I think that's the main positive from this game. Peter, do you agree? Do you guys agree? I mean, I think that, I mean, I sent you a text. I mean, Mount had a lovely, lovely crossfield ball to Cucurella that was about 20 yards in front of him straight out of bounds. I mean, that that really made my day see Beautiful. right there. There's this peak, peak footy right there. That's what I came to watch when I turned on the TV. I, the entire day leading up to it, I was looking forward to this game, and I just knew that I would, I, I, at some point <laughs> I was going to see Connor Gallagher running around, around the screen doing absolutely nothing with a ball, and I just knew that is what I wanted, and that is what we need to actually come back in this tie. And Conte's controller died, and he ran straight out of bounds. That was fun. Uh, it's just so sad. Just I'm, I'm not going to make fun of him, to be honest, because he was the best player on the pitch. So Tiago Silva Sorry. actually was. The oh, Tiago Silva. Yeah, this is true. Oh, which is funny because the only good player, mostly only good player, was the one player who hasn't played in like four months, two months, whatever it's been. Poor guy. Long practi- time. Poor guy's practically 39 years old, reaching on 40. 
He's he should be in a retirement home right now, and instead he has to deal with this shit. Uh, oh, just swore. Whoa, 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 whoa! Calm down, calm down. Uh, frustrating. Down. I, I agree, but we have to we have to refrain from the profanity. Okay, this is a PG podcast. PG podcast. Um, I I don't even know if it actually was the Benzema goal. I'm not, I'm now recollecting my thoughts. I don't even know if it was the Benzema goal that decided for me that this one's over. I want to say it was initially. I was just going to say, for me, it was actually at kickoff when it was decided, you know? No, it wasn't at kickoff for me, Peter. Uh, it was, it was, it, I remember it was like the third or the fourth minute. And I think it was Fafana on the ball. And he had two guys ahead of him that he could have played through. And I'm like talking to Alex. I'm like, is he going to pass the ball? Uh, and so he's running from midfield to the box. And two guys are streaking down the field. And they're both. They're, they both could get past to for probably a very good shot. Yet Fafana holds the ball. So I'm like, you're going to pass the ball. Pass the ball. Pass the ball. And he gets to the box and he ends up passing to it at that point, which is the worst shot of all time to like the left or the right of the corner. I think it was maybe the left corner or the goalkeeper for an easy save. And I think at that moment, I knew I was like, we just had a very good chance of getting the lead here. Or, yeah, getting the lead at that point, it would have been 1 0 Chelsea. And Fofana held the ball for too long. And that's where we are. So I don't even think it was the Benzema goal for me. I think it was right there in that third or fourth minute to begin the match. So that actually reminds me with, I was joking about the kickoff, but with all due respect, it wasn't that long after. I think it was two minutes in. This was before the Fofana chance. Conte. Absolutely great recovery. Plays a 1-2 with Enzo or Reese James. Someone plays through Zhao Felix. Absolutely nobody is in front of him. He's a one-on-one completely. He takes one touch. He takes two touches. Decides to slow down. Let's Eder Militao catch up to him. And proceeds to have a shot right at Thibaut Courtois after dribbling away from the goal. And after that, I was like, okay, we're just not. We're simply just decided we don't want to score today. Which, I mean, we've simply decided we don't want to score today for the past like five todays but you know that's when it was truly over for me he's learning from the great kai havertz i all the fake strikers fake scorers fake players everybody's a fake and no one can play so we're sending anyway. peter out on the next game who are we playing next i don't even want to know so chelsea chelsea's that's what i was going to go to i think now we're at the 20 minute mark it is time to wrap it up chelsea's going to be playing brighton this weekend and then on three no loss four no loss matoma hattrick Peter's really been waiting for this episode, man. I really have the... I can tell. Uh, anyway, uh, Brighton this weekend on Saturday, uh, 10 a.m. start, so that's a 3 p.m. start in the U.K. And then, unfortunately, we're going to have to watch this crap show again uh, next week on Tuesday at 3 p.m., even a day earlier now. not even We, we don't even get a full week of rest here. It's six days. Guys, what do you think? Uh, this God will be here? 2 no, not her hate. No. <laughs> uh, it's very much over. Yeah. Very, very I'm much predicting over. a Connor Gallagher hat trick <laughs> in the 89th, 91st, and 93rd minutes to bring Chelsea back in and advance to the next round. Yeah. You know, right. me personally. Not a. Uh, Wow. I was going to say, I was going for a Chilwell goal from suspension, actually, to put us through in the 95th minute. That's that's really my, that's, that's what I'm predicting. You know, I, no, no, no. 
I think the reason Lampard came back for these last few matches was because he was trying to figure out an excuse to come back from retirement as a player. So I think Fran- Frank Lampard, super sub, he <laughs> takes off his Frank. suit, and under the suit is a button-down shirt. But then under the button-down shirt is a jersey, and it's a Lampard Okay, jersey. is he a stripper now, or is he a private, or is he a manager? <laughs> and he goes out there, and he pulls the grand reveal, and Frank Lampard saves us in the next round, playing back like he used to. Okay. I think we all got great predictions. I, I Realistically, though, Lampard's playing a brilliant through ball to Kai Havertz, who's going to decide to try to chip the keeper and is going to end up hitting it outside of the stadium. I think that's the true prediction that you should have gone with, Josh. But, you know, I respect the play. I think very, very likely. I think that out of all three of us, I think that's him likeliest, to be honest. Well, so they're playing in Madrid, right? Because they play in Stanford Bridge today. No, uh, no, no, no. Other way, other way. Opposite. They play in Madrid today? They did. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention enough. Okay, so they're playing in Stanford Bridge. <laughs> Good for you. Good, Good for you. I'm glad you were able to hide that. Um, wait, what do you mean good for me? Uh, because I don't know. Josh, continue. Don't worry about it. I have no idea what I'm saying anymore. Okay. I've lost it. Um, right. what, I, what I was going to say was it depends on the side of the goal, but if he shoots... On the side towards America, I think that that chip would actually end up maybe closer to New York City if he does it right. Could be. He might be able to land in our backyard and the ball could. What direction is the wind blowing? Yeah, really. True. That's important. Mark and a carry. But, uh, okay. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And we'll see you next week after, um, the unbelievable comeback of the century to send Chelsea to the next round of the Champions League. Seven no Madrid. That's it. Go Blues. Peace. <laughs>